It once again is Thursday, and we're here to talk to you with Time for Go to Bed, a podcast that talks about our reselling adventures. Here, Ken and myself, the Seuss, aka Voodoo Zombie Boutique, aka Voodoo Zombie Boutique, possibly Voodoo Zombie Video. What do you think? Voodoo zombie video. Yeah. I vote yeah. for that change, but we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when it comes to Boutique could mean lots of things. Uh, like Boutique does mean lots of things. We just watched a video by Susan's, some of Susan's favorite eBayers uh, who give pretty decent advice called Rally Roots. And they say if you want to start an eBay store, you should keep your name kind of generic. So... Voodoo Zombie Boutique, we could sell nail polish. We could sell yeah. uh, high-end food storage containers. <laughs> high-end um, food storage containers. What? Or, you know, we could we could sell uh, sports socks and jock straps. Yeah. We could. But we choose to sell DVDs, Blu-rays, and vintage VHS. Yep. We do choose that. Had a couple decent VHS sales recently. We'll get to that when we uh, talk about uh, what we sold, our last three purchases. So, yeah. but, but let's get to the white elephant in the room. And that white elephant is a white el- mountain of snow blanketing <laughs> the earth right now. Uh, I don't think everyone has it. I don't think everyone has it. You just go a couple states south of here, and I got nothing. No, but Texas is getting waylaid, uh, from what I heard. So Really? That's yeah. wild. Yeah, and they are so, so ill-prepared to uh, uh, deal with it. I, I used to work with Didn't it dude. happen two years ago? Yeah, it happened a, uh, a year or two ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I but I was uh, saying I worked with a guy who uh, uh, he relocated to Texas and then he came back to the venue where I used to work mm-hmm. and he would tell me about uh, you know what would happen in, in Texas and you know wow. people don't have basements out there so their yeah. pipes freeze in a second. Wow. Yeah. Because wow. when the ground freezes, the pipes freeze. Um, you know, because it's all like, you know, granite and limestone and stuff out there. You know, they, they can't dig basements for their houses. So um, you get, and then there's, you know, the, when the, and then the pipes burst too. Uh, and they just like, you know, fill. Uh, do you remember seeing the pictures of like uh, the homes filled like, like the pipes would burst and then giant icicles would be inside the house because the power was out oh. too? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's crazy. Scary. So, or, like, or like when there were icicles coming down out of the electric lights. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And thinking, that, mm-hmm. that's not right. And uh, yeah, that I don't know if that was last year or the year before, but uh, but yeah, Foxfire says yeah I we don't... had a we had a blizzard yesterday four to five uh, four is is that right four feet five inches of snow single digit temps yuck oh my god. Four or feet. five. Oh, four, oh, four, four to five. five feet of snow. Oh, four to five feet. Of, oh my God. I'm imagining. 
What single so, digit? Well, no, that's that's inches. That's inches. Yeah. Four to five inches of snow. Um, yeah. And Heather, what state is she in? I don't know. Uh forgive me. I forget. I don't remember what states most people live in. Um, yeah, post it, you guys, because I mean, I'm not. You know, I don't want to give. It, I don't want you giving out information, but I think Heather post a site. You could just post a, um, a, a state you're near if you don't want to give out the information on yourself. I don't know. Yeah, just we to totally give me an idea where you are. Yeah, we totally stonehenged the, the the snow measurements. That was only four to five inches. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Heather, I think, is somewhere near us. I think she might be in Illinois or in or Indiana or something. Oh my God, New Mexico! That's right. Um, New Mexico, oh four to five inches in That's New Mexico. Crazy. That is a blizzard for, for you guys. A blizzard for us is like a foot, foot and a half. Um, yeah. You know, so. It's disturbing. But, uh, yeah, okay, Heather's in Michigan, so I knew she was close to us. Okay, okay. So, cool. yeah. um. Uh, sorry, but, thank you guys. I'm sorry, I didn't remember, so. Yeah, but. I'm not. Yeah. We're so we skipped going to the post office today because the wind has been blowing so much today. It literally is like it's like a snow globe out there because there's so much snow and there's snow that's still coming down and the wind is swirling around and the snow just hovers in cyclones in the air. And um, it's beautiful and I was out there and I was uh, earlier today looking at it. And I was I was just laughing. I was just laughing because it was so ridiculous, and the drifts it that, is ridiculous. Uh, that occur, like uh, my my foot, um, I'm sorry, my footprints. Uh, Fox Fairy says we're used to getting one or two inches at a time, so I, that's that. Yeah, so that's a lot more four or five. Um, but uh, my footsteps disappear like within an hour. <laughs> Because yep. of the, it the way it's drifting. It just drifts. Yeah. Yeah. So I did not get out the snowblower today because this is going to continue. All of my work would have been for not. Um, for not. I, I, the last couple uh, orders, fortunately, or sales, I don't like to say this very often, but fortunately, sales are a little bit slow at this moment. Um. So the last couple orders, I just messaged people and I said, hey, I'm going to throw a free DVD in your order. Because I have a box of junk DVDs that aren't worth anything, you know, or too scratched up DVDs, to sell. DVDs, you mean great DVDs that really need a home. Well, I mean, they're just too messed up to sell because I don't like having ugly quality products in the store. You know, uh, you know I mean, I could try and sell them and I'd get like a quarter you know, for it, but I don't sell things that I'm going to earn a quarter on because it's not worth my time. Sure. Um, you know, rather um, give it away and look generous. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, we, uh, you know, so I gave away a couple things, messaged them and said, I don't know when we're going to get to the post office. I will probably walk to the post office tomorrow if it persists like this, because I know you're saying we should get a pickup, but I really don't uh, actually, like. Here's the update. Uh, yeah. We don't have media mail. We don't have regular mail. If one of our packages was regular mail, we could get a free pickup. Oh, because it's media mail, they won't do it. 
Oh, that's why. Okay, so so I'm so, probably yeah, going to put on my good my good uh, shoes for walking in snow. Uh, I don't know if I still have my old boots or not, but I have a decent pair of shoes. I can just double up on the socks, and I can Joni Ernst it and get some bread bags. Um, yeah. I'm not doing that. There um, you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, it, the post office is only maybe a quarter of a mile away, half a mile away. So I can do it. I don't it. know. If there weren't houses in the way, we could see it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's basically, you go to the end of our street or the, well, you go to the end of our street, you turn right, you go to the end of that street for about three blocks, four blocks. And then there's a plaza caddy corner from there. And it's all the way at the end of that plaza. But so it's, it's about a half a mile, but I could, I could, you know, Probably make it there and back in 30 minutes with this kind of snow. I could do it in 20 minutes with no snow, but that's probably what I'll do because it's just, it's, and then I'll just wait until Monday for anything that, that sells on Saturday, you know, or, or Friday or Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, Friday after, um, you know, uh, five o'clock. Well, you know, I'll probably after realistically after three, Maybe even two because, I, I you know I got to get ready for my show tomorrow too. So yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, lots of phlegm here too. Uh, lots of dry air inside. Lots of cold, moistish air outside. But and lots of feet of snow, like yeah. oodles of feet of snow. Like it's flying around in the air. It's cascading across. Like there's nothing. There's no evidence of grass out there. Well, All the houses across the street got a foot of snow on their roofs. Yeah. All well, the grass outside is covered in two feet of snow, at least. Well, we had... Not uh, pretty. Now, the houses aren't covered in the snow because it's all blowing off the roofs down under the ground. And it's it's causing big heaps mm -hmm. on the ground. It's, it's more on... Like, you should see our back steps. It's stupid. I can barely open the sliding glass door because of it. You know, because it keeps kind of like... Uh, freezing up down at the bottom. Um, I, I have a feeling once the temperature dips down into uh, the teens, I don't think I'm going to be able to open the back door. I don't want to mess it up. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty bad. And uh, you know, like I said, it's this is the only thing that could potentially affect our business. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, but again. Throwing some junk DVDs for free, uh, and I just sent messages to the people. They did not message me back, but I told them I was like, "I'm in the middle of, you know, of some shit." <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so, so yeah. So basically, I'll make it my my mission to uh, uh, you know, depending on how bad the wind's blowing, because I don't want to use the snowblower and then have all of my work undone in an sure. hour. You know, <laughs> so. And the, they haven't done the, the residential streets yet. They haven't done ours. I, I guess the, I just heard on the news they did, uh, they've done about 25 residential streets. Well, we're not in that 25%. Nah. Um, and then, nope. I, fortunately, I went out there yesterday because we had a big thaw and a lot of the snow that we had melted. And then there was, it, and some of it was like kind of 
crusty, slushy, icy stuff. And I went around, uh, I dropped, dropped Susan off at, for her doctor's appointment. And then I came home and got the snow shovel out and smashed up a bunch of that um, stuff because it was still, you know, it was in the mid thirties, I think. So I could, you know, get it smashed up because, I, you know, I knew once the temperature dropped down, that stuff was going to turn into like, you know, immovable ice, you know? So basically I just widened the area at the end of the driveway a little bit scooped up, you know, and, and you don't want, you don't want that stuff underneath the snow, you want, you know, because if you start wearing away the snow that's there and you slip on that and, you know, you hit your noggin, you don't want to do that. So No, can't, can't slip on the ice. I've slipped on ice before. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not pretty. So, uh, so yeah, so that's that's where we are with our, you know, with that aspect of our store. But, you know, we still have been... Uh, Moving some interesting items, some older items and some newer items that I'm excited about um, are, uh, let me see, I finally have I've, I've done, I'm sitting on some really cool horror stuff that I got from this distributor uh, late uh, uh, in December, and I yeah. finally sold a second thing from them. Still haven't made my money back on that purchase, but with the other stuff that has made money back, I'm not too worried about it because, you know, it wasn't a huge investment. Um, yeah. And it just makes more interesting store stock. And I, I gambled right in the movie that I sold uh, today. I actually bought two copies of it because I knew the movie and it, and I knew that it, it has a pretty decent cult following and it's a cool movie too. It, I, I think it's really enjoyable. Uh, but that don't mind having it in stock. Yeah. So, but that I'll I'll tell everybody about later, um, because that's in what we sold because it's the last thing we sold. And um, but uh, let me see. Uh, new item specific re specifics requirements go into effect February twenty two. 22nd. What? Check your listings. Uh, there's no... It's. It doesn't apply to us. Okay. What? Don't worry about it then. Yeah, so... Uh, listings. Okay, so yeah. So we've cracked 1,700 uh, listings on eBay. So that's, that's a nice milestone. Gotten some uh, really decent feedback. We're almost cracking 400 on positive feedback. Um, I've gotten some decent feedback on my packaging, which is exciting. Uh, I, I I love this. Silk stockings, the complete second season. Good service. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. People aren't really that good at the Englishy type words, but they can still yeah. participate in the world. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I we we haven't had any returns in a long time. Uh, the last return I did was uh, the, um uh, that l crappy library copy of Village of the Damned. Um, 
and uh, unfortunately it would freeze up in the chapter. So that's my new policy is I do not sell library copies anymore uh, because those are in way worse shape than rental copies um, because the selections at libraries, especially in our area, were always very narrow. And, of course, if you could get them for free, people were, you know, snagging them like crazy. Um, but uh, let me see. Let, let me go to uh, orders and uh, see all orders and see what we sold except for the last three because those are for our audio portion this one's fun it's sitting on my desk because the, the guy actually asked me not to ship it until saturday because he, he wouldn't be back in town until next wednesday but i said I, I i had this tape listed um it was a an just kind of an amusing acquisition that I got from the Mark's uh, chain of discount stores. Every once in a while, back in the day, they would get VHS tapes in and price them at 99 cents. And this one was one of those, uh, the old uh, TV, you know, the Learning Channel, TLC. They would put out tapes in really generic sleeves that just said TLC. And then it would have an open window that would show the label of what the the video was. So, um, and I got this thing and I never even watched it, but it was, uh, called, uh, TLC lingerie bra wars, 1999. And, um, Susan did the write up on it. She watched it and did the write up on it. It was pretty hilarious. Um, and, uh, I finally sold this sucker. Uh, I had it. I think I had it at like $35.99 and I sent a big offer on it and sold it for $23.99. So that was a 99 cent VHS tape I sold. Um, which is pretty good, right? No, it's uh, one of those things where it's an odd thing. It's not out there. Not a lot of people have it. So if someone was interested, then, uh, you know, they would find it. Yeah. So but it should get into the right hands. You know, if we sell it for two dollars, it won't. You know. Well, well, if we sell it, it for, I mean, right yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's again, it's an oddity. It's like you know, it's the it's, it's the you know the where else are you gonna find it? I, I that's a running joke between me and Susan, but but it really applies in this case. Um, the. Uh, uh, another thing I sold, uh, this is a recent acquisition. This was something I got for a dollar. It's a new Blu-ray of Shark Attack 1 through 3 and Shark mm -hmm. Zone Blu-ray, four-movie collection. And uh, I sold that for $9.19. Uh, so I think I made, you know, around a $4 profit off of, off of that. Um, this one, uh, we sold a Christmas, another Christmas thing. Um... WKRP in Cincinnati, 1980 VHS special Christmas, uh, oh, a special Christmas edition factory sealed with two episodes. And the thing with WKRP is I think that, um, and I was talking to Susan about this the other day, is they used a lot of big, big label music in that show you know, from all the different record labels. Um, because, you know, all these music labels, they wanted to get their music on a TV show. Now, music licensing is, is such a huge racket, uh, it's like nigh impossible for them to be able to sell home media 
at a reasonable price. So I don't think WKRP is that readily available in any format. And I think they've even changed some of the music, re, like recut the episodes and taken the, the music out and put in like royalty free stuff. So it's really mm-hmm. weird. So it's one of those nebulous things, but he sold that for $16.99. Um, same guy spent $32.98 for one order. Got um, the uh, Fantastic Four DVD 2005 Best Buy exclusive, new sealed with Marvel comic reprint. And NASA, a retrospective four DVD set, brand new space exploration documentary. Nice. Those both came... That and the WKRP came from that King's Highway one that's paid for itself five times over now. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I found this for a buck at a thrift store recently. Adventures in Babysitting 1987. Brand new DVD. Sold for $12.99. Mm-hmm. Um, Robot Riot. That also, I, I bought that at the same place I got the Shark Attack one. For a dollar, sold it for nine ninety nine. Uh, this one is weird. We just recently uh found some stuff in the garage that w- was my dad's, and he had this television series called Leverage. Uh, and he had season one through one through. I think I played yeah because we sold. Uh, last show, the the uh, the last show we did, we had sold I think season one or season five. I don't remember, but it's a TV show with Timothy Hutton and some kind of unknowns, and we've sold every last one of those except for season four. I think two. I'm not sure which. What four or two? Okay. I am not sure which one has not. No, you don't have to speak, like, enunciate clearly. It's just sometimes you talk and your microphone doesn't pick you up for the first, like, yep. five words. Sorry. So, um, yeah, so so the, uh, yeah, but the. Leverage, it's, it's been flying out of here. I don't yeah. know why. Um, we have a theory. We, we do have a theory. I don't know if we want to talk about that or not. It's kind of weird. Oh, um, okay. But uh, Leverage, the third season, I sold for twenty three ninety nine the other day. Then a movie that I don't shoot. This was a whole. This was from a wholesale order, I think. There's a movie called There Be Dragons from twenty eleven. It's <laughs> uh, a war drama with Charlie Cox from Daredevil. Sold that for nine fifty. That was uh, either a fifty cent or a dollar movie. Um, and then. Blood of the Vampire, or I'm sorry, The Blood of Nostradamus, 1962, German Robles, classic Spanish vampire horror. Sold that for 20 bucks on DVD. Leverage, the fifth season. Um, Let me see. I'm looking to see. Uh, yeah, we ended, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I know where to end. I know where to end. Um, yeah. So leverage the second season. That one sold fifteen bucks. Uh, leverage the fifth season thirteen ninety nine. Uh, I priced them all differently based on I was competing with what people were selling them for. 
Um, Castle of the Walking Dead, 1967, clean-tested VHS copy, Christopher Lee. And basically, ah. this is uh, also... Uh, I sold this one for... Uh, did I sell it for that much? Holy shit. Um, $35.50. Wow. Yeah, and that was a... Was that a sale to... Let me see where it arrived. California. Wait a minute. Hang on. Sold for fifty-one twenty-five. That doesn't make any sense. It did not sell for fifty-one twenty-five. I don't understand that. So, anyway, no, it sold for thirty-five fifty. It's a really nice copy. That I got in a lot of VHS tapes from a seller on eBay for like twenty dollars. So, and I've already sold a couple other tapes out of that. So I'm way in the black on that now. Um. A Star, Star Trek Vulcan Soul Book, one Exodus audiobook, three CDs, read by Boyd Gaines, new, $9.99. Um, and The Incredible Hulk 1977 pilot episode, VHS tested, plus vintage ideal smash-up toy. So it came with a Hulk toy and hmm. from the 70s and the pilot TV show. And that guy gave me some really nice feedback. Twenty four ninety nine for that. That tape usually sells for, uh, I think nine to nine to twelve dollars maybe. But I basically got double that because I put in that Hulk toy. So, um, yeah. and it's and that thing was from a thrift store from probably twenty years ago, and I don't. Even, it's been so long, I don't even remember where I got it. It's from the same time period as yeah. the Hulk that show. Yeah, so exactly. It was a nice little. Pairing. We're doing pairings. A video and a toy. It's yeah. kind of like pairing cheese and wine, only we're doing a video and a toy. Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, now we're back to where we were. Uh, so, that's everything we sold because le the last thing the on the last show, we had Prehysteria Silk Stockings and Mon 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 Monsters. Um, Mon 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 Monsters. Uh, uh, did we sell the monster party or did we just watch that um no we just watched it yeah we also got a movie called uh, monster party with julian mcmahon and oh gosh can't remember does she play starlight on is that the character's name on the boys i don't know but she was in yeah it. i think it is starlight yeah really good really good movie called monster party a uh, pretty creepy horror movie i liked it um, but yeah, so we watched that the other day, but it's in our store now, so I can give it a, an honest review, which is always cool. So yeah, so, so there we go. That's everything we sold except for what we sold. And that's what we do now, right? You ready, Suze? Ready. For you, I didn't hear you didn't pick up. I said ready. Yes. Okay. There we go. Bad comes into the trap, it's our job to fish it out. What what the hell is this? What do we do with it? I'll take care of it. 
This is a no deposit, no return kind of business. Has Miss Yost said anything more about the specimen? Just hold on one sec and I'm going to show you something that'll knock your socks off. Every man has an overriding passion. A thing for which he will kill. What about the human specimens, hmm? his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. under any circumstances say I'll be right back because you won't be back you get another beer you want one yeah sure I'll be right back he didn't make the rules the police are always off track if they watch prom night they save time he just 
kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. sold another copy of scream this one's kind of special though uh you remember which one it is Suze? uh i don't know what is one of the is it the drew barrymore one or the no it was the actually it was the um the vhs with commentary (laughs) oh yeah 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 so yeah yeah, pretty pretty wild stuff um yeah but uh yeah it's uh it, it it I, that thing is pretty rare, and I, uh, um, you know, I saw it. I knew it was going to be worth something, and I priced it pretty high. And that one, that's kind of been our breadwinner of the last uh, few. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Uh, he got a five percent off uh, coupon on it, sixty six dollars and forty nine cents. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, uh, right now yeah. Scream Five is in the theaters. Do you think anyone's going to the theater? I don't think so, but I don't know. Yeah, and not everyone's under two feet of snow. And this thing, um, this this is the one that actually got in the mail because uh, <laughs> our last two are sitting sitting in the house here. Um, yeah. Uh, the. Um, yeah, this one is a foreign sale. So the guy paid like a yeah. hundred bucks to get this thing. So uh because the shipping is like thirty bucks on his end. I only have to pay three nineteen out of my cut to send it to the eBay Global Shipping Center in Kentucky. Yeah. Um for and then the the middle thing that you heard there, uh you probably didn't recognize. It's uh, I couldn't find a promo ad for it or anything. So basically, what it was is it was the menu music from something called the Residence Icky Flicks. Oh, uh, okay. The Residence. Uh, this came out in two thousand one, and it was yeah. uh, the the Residence are a really wild avant garde uh, musical group that uh, they dress up in crazy costumes, and their their staple costumes are. They they put on tuxedos and then have uh, giant eyeball masks uh, over their heads. So it's like one giant eyeball with a top hat on it. Yeah, they're kind of anonymous. So yeah, and yeah. Uh, they uh, and this uh, I sold. That's out of my personal collection. Um, I you know I bought it and I looked at it. I was like, I don't watch this anymore. And all that stuff's on YouTube. So I. Uh, uh, you know, and and I don't think they really care about music licensing, so I wasn't too afraid to put you know the title music there, um, you know, because seriously, try and flag me for that. Just that's gonna be weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so twenty bucks I I sold that for, and then the the first thing you heard was the movie Hideous from nineteen ninety seven, a Charles Band full moon feature. Um, and it's about a bunch of tiny little toxic sewage mutants. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I love Charles band cause he always, do- he does small monster movies. 
I think I talked about this before um, when we were talking about Ginger Dead Man or something like that. He likes to do small monsters like the Puppet Master creatures and uh, demonic toys and stuff like that. Um, Little guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, he's, he's got some kind of uh, obsession with small monsters. And so it's, you know, the mm-hmm. diminutive uh, version of kaiju. Um, pocket monsters, maybe? Pocket monsters. There you go. Uh, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so so those are the things we sold. And I have to, another copy of that hideous, so... I'll relist it and um, take new pictures. I mean, the pictures are almost identical, but my guarantee in all of our uh, listings for the most part is the item you see in the picture is the one you will receive. So even if I have to go and retake pictures of an identical item, I'll do it just in case there is some minor little flaw, you know, Um, because there have been times in the past where we had, and we'll never do it again, where we had several items listed as, you know, and we even had to do a return way, way back from some butthole who thought he got all three copies of a, a VHS tape. And he it, got. It's hard to explain, but there was a feature in eBay that's like, do you have more copies of this? Yes, I do. I have sell three multiple. copies. Sell multiple. So. So multiple. So I did that, and I was like, okay, I'll take pictures of the three copies, and then I'll put in the description. Each copy, you know, is blah, blah, blah. This much. So some guy thought he uh, could get all three copies for 20 bucks. Yeah, and, and like, eBay, no, eBay accepts, yeah, and eBay forced us to do the return. Um, which I think was yeah, bullshit. and he was, and he was like, but it was in the picture. I'm like, oh my god. Well, and we had problems too, where we would have just one that was in the picture because we, you know, it was one we really didn't have a good understanding of in the in the beginning of how to sell sealed VHS and people yeah. and and there's so many GD flippers out there who are are trying to buy things and slab them and, you know, and, you know, just for the sake of having the thing, never to watch it, never to open it, just having the thing and then have it. It's like a trophy. It's like, ooh, aren't you special? You found a sealed copy of Star Wars and you put it in a plexiglass slab and you can never enjoy it except to stare at it on a wall. Okay. And, um... But yeah, so uh, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm not a big fan of the flippers. Um, now, uh, but anyway, so let's get to uh, some stuff. I just uh, edited e- edited. Uh, I love that word. Edited a store. Uh, uh, edited our store, I should say, and uh, I put up some fun things. Uh, one high end item that I'm pretty proud of that I just rediscovered i knew i had two copies but i have some boxes in the garage that need desperate or in desperate need of sorting but uh i listed some cool vhs i haven't been listing vhs as much but since i've been selling more vhs i'm like all right let's let's get some cool stuff up there uh so i had a first edition terminator uh thorn emi clamshell uh, really beautiful copy. Looks mint. I tested it. It plays beautifully. Um, I sold another copy of that for like 70 bucks. So I put this one up for 70 bucks. 
Um, it only has one minor flaw, and that's somebody wrote their initials on the white edge of the top of the box, so it doesn't affect the artwork or anything, but I was able to scrub most of it off. But you can still see like some faded yellow letters that say LW on the top. Um, I have uh, I picked it up for five bucks the other day. I'm gonna try and flip it. Uh, yeah, I, that's right. I I said I'm gonna be a flipper, but I'm flipping to people who want to buy this stuff and and use it because these are used tapes. I don't I don't have much in the way of factory sealed stuff that I'm posting anymore. But honestly. Most of the factory sealed stuff that I'm selling now, people are getting it, they're opening it up, and they're watching it because they want to trust that it's new so they don't damage their VCR. Um, and uh, so Alien, the Alien Legacy, it's a five disc or disc, <laughs> five VHS tape box set, pretty nice shape. Picked it up for five bucks the other day. Um, I put it up for twenty nine ninety nine. The the thing weighs like three pounds. So I'm going to have to pay uh, uh, at least five bucks to ship it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I posted a tested copy of A Return to Salem's Lot, the 1987 yeah. sequel to the 1979 thing. And uh, a VHS of the first movie version of Red Shoe Diaries, which was um, it was a Showtime series. Where the in and I guess each VHS has like three episodes, but this is the first one and it has David Duchovny. It's from 1992. Uh, it was like some you know, like kind of Emmanuel, like you know, like like Vaseline, sexy, lens. sexy, yeah, cinema, cinema. Skinamax. It looks Skinamaxy. Nah, it's like it's like Vaseline lens erotica. Where it's yeah. like, you know, there's some boobs, there's maybe a butt, and, you know, lots of simulated lovemaking. Um, uh, with no, you know, actual, you know, lots of satin sheets, things like that. Um, yeah. uh, Cheerleader Massacre, um, a Jim Wynorski uh, gem uh, from 19, uh, 2003. Tested former rental that sells pretty well. I've got that up for twenty seven ninety nine. Uh, Witch Trap from nineteen eighty nine with Linnea Quigley from Return of the Living Dead. Um, got that up for fifteen ninety nine. And even though it looks like Dan Haggerty is in the movie, that is not Dan Haggerty on the box. Um, and uh, be in the description. This movie does not contain Dan Haggerty. Warning. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, and, um, uh, oh, yeah, I, I recently sold uh, a copy of the complete series of The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., so I found another copy of that, my personal copy, and uh, I'm listing that, never been watched. Nothing, <laughs> against, nothing against it, I just, you know, I know it's, it's weird Western with Bruce Campbell and everything and John Aston, but it just, I, I don't know, Western stuff just doesn't hold my interest too much. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. It's a gift. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. And uh, got some new DVDs. Movie. people give you gifts that you like, but you find out that you never use. Yeah. And it's valid to get rid of those gifts. Yep. All you have to do is say thank you to the person, and then you can sell it, return it, do ever whatever you want with it. That's the that's the rule. Yep. 
Uh, so yeah, so we, uh, um, and then, you know, I put up some other new horror stuff that came in. There's one, one that I want to watch called Mary, uh, starring Gary Oldman and Emily Mortimer. That one looks fun. Oh, and then there's the Cupid one. I put that up just in time for, uh, <laughs> Valentine's day. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's about a, a, a girl who's a witch and that summons, the evil winged demon Cupid to exact revenge on her tormentors. So I watched the trailer for it and it looks pretty great. Um, a, a Jack Kerouac adaptation we just got uh, with Kate Bosworth, uh, Big Sur. Apparently that it got pretty high accolades for the way it adapted a Kerouac story. Um, so, you know, lots of lots of fun, interesting things. Uh, cool documentary I've seen before called Two Turntables and a Microphone. It's the life and death of Jam Master Jay, who I just learned his killers, um, uh, they will not face the death penalty, but, uh, they have been caught and they're being sentenced soon. Uh, Something. so, uh, Jam Master Jay from Run DMC. I used to love Run DMC as a kid. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so some other fun stuff, and we've got some of our bestsellers out there. I, we've got our Scream one through three DVD, Ghostface, Killer Mask, and the movie Candy Lot. You know, all that fun stuff. So, uh, but yeah, steals, pairings, fun night in a box. Yeah. So, uh, let me uh, let me go to our selling dashboard real quick, and. Uh, but yeah, so our sales are, are they're they're down a little bit the last uh, thirty one days, but hey, uh, it's not Christmas, so um, but sales, uh, I I have a feeling will pick up once the weather gets a little bit better. I, I know that sounds weird, but um, you know, I think people are happier and more willing to spend money when it's warmer out, you know. And um, let me see, so listings. Thing. I disagree. I think people want to spend money on a movie when they can sit indoors and watch it. You yeah. Know? Unless they're in Florida, then the middle of the summer is their winter. The middle of the summer, they're all stuck inside with air conditioning. All right. You know? What do we got here? We got, um, well, we're, I'm about to send an offer and see what happens. Oh, good. <laughs> so, Without a Paddle, 2004 Blu-ray, Seth Green, Matthew Lillard from Scream, and Dax Shepard. So, yeah, because Seth Green and... Uh, oh, no, Seth Green was not in that. That was Jamie Kennedy. I always mix those two up. But Matthew Lillard from Scream was in this. Without a Paddle, comedy Blu-ray. I have it at $14.99 right now. Let's, let's see what happens, folks. We'll do this live on air. I'm going to send an offer on 9.99 on it. See what happens. Because that that honestly I'm looking at that it's priced way too high. But if I send that's, you know, that's what like 33% off. Yeah. Let's see if it sells. Sounds about right. <laughs> well, before the show is out. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. And Go that ahead. one, that's a dollar, that's a a, a um thrift store. Um find either yeah th either came from common threads or savers i'm almost certain um but it, it 
regardless, whatever it was, it was free, 50 cents, or a dollar. Because a movie like that, <laughs> I would never pay more than a dollar for. But if I see a couple actors in it that, you know, stand out that I know people like, you know, they'll... Uh, They'll go from there. So, but yeah, I send offers constantly. We'll do that. Like I, I do that. If I like an actor, I want to see everything they've been in. You know. Yeah. I do that. Oh yeah, and we sell crap, 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 crap with with uh, you know, we've got Adam Sandler crap that we sell. I hate Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there are very few exceptions to that rule. Um, Several Adam Sandler VC VHS that need to be bundled. Yeah, together like. When Kevin James movies, stuff like that. Like, I just listed... Oh, no, I did a draft for that terrible movie, Pixels. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that yep. has Sa Adam Sandler, Kevin James, and Peter Dinklage is in it. Um, ugh. Which is why yeah. I wanted to see it in the theater. Well, well I, I we saw it on home, home video. Um, but... Uh, you know, I, I did watch it. I thought I'd, it might be kind of interesting. It looked like a fun little concept, but it was terrible. <laughs> it was bad. I put so, a, a meme in the chat room for you. Oh, you gave me some Kevin James? That's <laughs> all. It's very disturbing. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Paul Thank Blart, Mall Cop. What? Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Yeah. We have a copy of. That. We yeah, do. We, we have a DVD copy of Paul Blart Mall Cop One and Two. Oh S Lord! Snag this gem for your amazing video collection while it lasts. I don't find him funny. He must be non-threatening. So. Yeah, he's. Um, well, he was on that King of Queens show that everybody. Yeah. Liked. I don't like him on that either. I never watched. And it. by the way, we should list that because we have that. That DVD. <laughs> oh God, the com oh. isn't it like the complete series, and that packaging for it is a nightmare. It's like just two spindles with stacks of CDs on it. It's it's as big. Like nobody cared. Like nobody cared. It it, it is like the most chintzy economy of packaging. It's like the inner. <laughs> it's it's cardboard wrapped around these two really deep trays that are made out of that flimsy flimsy plastic. Um, mm -hmm. that you would, you know, like a mushroom package, you know, if you buy a pack of mushrooms, that kind of plastic <laughs> in the bottom, it's it like that thickness and it's got two deep wells on either side yeah. with these two pegs that stick up and each side holds like 10 DVDs and you just stack them one on top of the other. So I, what I will do, and I've done this before for products that I don't, I'm not comfortable selling like that is I will take um, uh, individual poly bags or paper sleeves for, for DVDs and put one in each to show that I've taken some care for it, and then I'll just package it in a slightly bigger box. And, you know, if you if you feel comfortable putting it back in that awful packaging, go for it. But, you know, <laughs> it's just terrible. So um, Terrible. What yeah. you've done is terrible. This is a terrible, terrible thing you've done. Well, terrible thing you've done. Just well, terrible. Just terrible. So, <laughs> you know, after this doggone blizzard is over with, we need to go back to Hilson's Nuts and reward ourselves. Ah, see? I'm glad you liked that. It was oh, a you good know what? Time. You know what? 
What? <laughs> I don't know what the expiration date is on them, but we have some Hilson's nuts for Aaron. Oh my gosh! <laughs> my mom's boyfriend. Me. We bought him some nuts. Well, we could still buy a McCann of the the Superior mixed nuts and make sure they're fresh. Yeah, we could call him tomorrow and say, "Hey, do you still have this? Can you put it aside?" Well, we're no. The old one we bought back in November. <laughs> we'll just buy him. We'll just buy him the can. He doesn't care if it's in the in the. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh my god! <laughs> Let, let's just talk about. Let's just talk about this. We discovered. The um the this company called Hilson's Nuts in Cleveland, crazy little tucked away factory in kind of a rough little neighborhood in Cleveland. Here's let um, me let me tell you real quick. Sure. What it is, it's in. We live in Bungalow City. It's not bad, but some of the bungalows are rougher than others, and you can tell because they don't really take interest in gardening. There's strange stuff that just lives on their front lawn. It's kind of creepy. It's not really creepy. So one of the rougher bungalow areas is around the corner. And we're just going through it. All the little houses are close together and they're real cute. And then bang, there's this building. And I saw it in the website and I loved it. But it is like those one of those 1920s buildings where it looks really art deco with you know it's it's solid brick it's two stories and it's got those i don't know what they're called but they're just those gorgeous little architecture that makes you know that they they built it in the 20s or the 30s and yeah. it just doesn't belong in that neighborhood at all so you can tell it predates the neighborhood and they just never moved they said yeah. we're not moving nope we're staying right here well we bumped into this guy at um Susan has a friend named Shannon who does something called Cleveland Bazaar. Yeah, and they've been doing it like 17 years. She knows all these vendors, food, crap, all kinds of stuff that they do. So this guy was set up, and he has the coolest looking... Uh, let me try and take a picture and put it in the chat room. of the the Because uh, I keep my pills in an empty nut can. I've got, I take three pills a day, so I just put them in this nut can. Because... Um, but they have such, they have cool retro packaging for their superior mixed nuts and the mixed nuts, they're expensive, but they don't put peanuts in them in their cashews. They look like, like medium sized shrimp. They're so huge. And we love cashews. <laughs> yeah. and these things are so freaking buttery and delicious. Uh, oh. it's amazing. And you know, but it's like, it's like 13 bucks a can. But the thing is this mixed nut. Uh, the the superior deluxe mixed nuts. They also grind up, and they make it an ice cream topping. And these guys supply to all the Dairy Queens across the country. The Dairy Queens. Yeah. So if you get if you get the nut topping on a Sunday at Dairy Queen, it comes from Hilson's Nuts. So uh, let me uh, let me figure this out. Um. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. You guys are gonna love this. You're gonna love my can. And he's and the guy was like he he seems younger than us, which is odd. That he's like I'm never changing my packaging, and I'm like yeah, yeah. The packaging is awesome because what it does is it kind of reminds you of a nut container you'd see. 
when you it, were a kid at happy hour, when your parents were having a happy hour with their parents, you know? Well, what I always say when I see this can is it looks like it's one that you would open and a fake snake would fly out of. <laughs> you know, That's the spring-loaded true. snake. Um, but yeah, let me let me show you that. But no, this place is delightful. I don't, and and they do have a website, and um, I really recommend if you want to get some really 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 good uh, nuts for snacking on, treat yourself to some of these, and you will not be sorry. They also have the uh, praline um, praline um, pecans. Which are like crack. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are. They're so good. They're they so are. good. So, uh, Radio for Humans chat room. There we go. Let's add a picture. Select more photos. There we go. Done. Um, yeah, that's the one I wanted. <laughs> okay, there it is. Yeah, here's the Hilson's nut can coming at you. Look at that thing. There you go. Look there's at that. Taken right in right, taking that picture right in front of Kevin James pursing his lips. <laughs> Highly disturbing. Thank yeah. you very much. I've disturbed myself. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, this place. I mean, these things. I've never had mixed nuts this good. They're they're, like I said, they're they're nice and salty and buttery and just um, it, yeah. It, it contains cashews, almonds, pecans, Brazils. Filberts with peanut oil, salt, and corn oil. Um, but they don't use peanuts. There's no peanuts in it. And that's, like, unheard of. They always put peanuts in mixed nuts. You know? Yeah, so, and I hate that because it's not old school. It's yeah. not old school. But, yeah, I gave you the, the picture of the building. I just think it's gorgeous. I don't know. Like, it just... It is. It just looks like a hundred-year-old building, you know. Yeah. So it's amazing. So yeah, they they hits Hilson's nuts, but that that packaging it just looks like I don't know. It just took me back. Is that? I guess that is weird. It just it just reminded me like my grandma would always, you know, my parents would could come to visit her, and it would be after five, and they'd be like, "Okay, we're having happy hour now," and. And before dinner, they would have a little bowl of nuts and they would have like some goldfish crackers and everybody would have a Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It just reminds me of that. And it would always say no peanuts because this is a classy thing. And, and peanuts, they're just, they're not right. Yeah. Classy to, mix nuts. I'm it's trying to find a deluxe mix. What? <laughs> No, I just was trying to find a um a picture of the uh the canister that that is the topping cuz I think it's a blue can. Yeah. Um But yeah, I can probably but find yeah, it on their website. Yeah. I just actually like I kind of looked up that they were like, "Oh yeah, we're down here." And I'm like, "Oh, that is around the corner." So I checked out their website and I was like, "Oh, I got to see that building." You know, and it was, yeah. it's tucked away in a neighborhood because a lot of the older buildings are like that. They're like, oh, you know, we used to, this used to be, it used to be that they didn't have the difference between industry and neighborhoods, you know, and a business mm -hmm. would be just next to it. 
but yeah so uh anyway well i think it's about time to uh get going to break but uh i'm gonna try and find a picture there um uh yeah, I sent a link, uh, so yeah, you can you can go check out the, uh, wait, there are no products in that. What are you talking about? Everything. All right, I'll find it. Okay, let's go ahead and go <laughs> to the break. Um, I'm just going to, I don't know what I'm going to play, uh, but uh, here goes nothing. I think we'll just place one of the old uh, vintage commercial blocks or something like that. But yeah, we'll be back uh, in about five minutes for some story time. Right after all this. When you're looking for a treat to freshen taste and keep breath sweet, get double smoothness. Flavor, too. Get the gum that's double good to chew. Double your pleasure, double your fun with double the double the double mint gum. This is Sandy Becker saying, keep cooking with Crisco. It's all vegetable. It's digestible. Once upon a time there was an engineer Choo-choo Charlie was his name we hear He had an engine and he sure had fun He used good and plenty candy to make his train run Charlie says, love my good and plenty Charlie says, really rings the bell Charlie says, love my good and plenty Don't know any other candy that I love so well Lucky beer, oh, oh, premium beer Finest ingredients aged for flavor. That's Lucky Lager. Flavor that's entertaining, enthusiastic, a very exciting beer. Lucky beer, premium beer, lucky premium beer. Keep the refrigerator stocked with Kraft's famous cheese food, Velveeta, to spread or slice for swell toasted sandwiches. Velveeta is a natural for late evening snacks, you know, because it's digestible as milk itself. And these days, you really ought to be buying rich golden Velveeta in the two-pound size, so you'll have plenty for snacks and also to melt for economical meatless main dishes. Remember, smooth-melting Velveeta helps supply the protein you expect from a main dish, but the price is low. Tomorrow, get Kraft's famous Velveeta. <laughs> This program is brought to you by the makers of Popsicle, Budgicle, and Creamsicle, those delicious frozen confections on a stick. Now I have a swell surprise for you. The famous winner of the typical American boy contest has now become Popsicle Pete. And here's a message from him. Hello, everybody. I sure am glad to meet you. And boy, am I glad I was picked to be the typical American boy, because now I'm Popsicle Pete. I always wanted to be on the radio, now I have a chance to tell you about some wonderful presents you can get free. See, you ought to see them, hundreds of them. You get them just for saving bags from Misty Popsicle, Pudgicle, and Creamsicle. Some gifts, even better than Christmas. You can get a wristwatch, a movie camera, table tennis, a wallet, a doll. See, lots of gifts. Just save the bags from Pop Popsicle, Creamsicle, and Pudgicle on a handy stick. Boy, do they taste good. Wholesome, too, and nourishing. Made fresh every day of the finest ingredients. The biggest five cents worth anywhere. And say, kids, get the free illustrated popsicle gift list at your ice cream store. 
A free coupon comes with it, worth ten bags. Dentists know what cleans teeth best. And over 4,000 dentists say Colgate Tooth Powder with a two-minute routine gets teeth sparkling and super clean. So to remove dull film and get your teeth shining clean, just brush teeth two minutes morning and night with Colgate Tooth Powder. Brush inside, outside, and biting surface. To keep your dog in top condition, get your pet complete nutrition. Feed him sturdy, make him sturdy, happy, friendly, petty, furry. Any dog can be a winner if he eats some sturdy dinner. Feed him sturdy, beefy sturdy, that with thanks insist on sturdy. Ask any dog who's tasted it, the doggy with the bit. You sturdy dinner, dog food is delicious. Hi, Charlie. What you watching? Ballet. Oh, how is it? Too soon to tell. So far, it's been nothing but dancing. But I'll watch it anyway. To show Starkist my good taste. But Charlie, Starkist don't want tunas with good taste. Starkist wants tunas that taste good. Hey, that's for me. Sorry, Charlie. Only good tasting tuna get to be Starkist. Good tasting, one hundred percent prime fillet. This is good tasting tuna. Get Starkist tuna. Note the name. Starkist. From San Francisco comes. Right, a roly, the San Francisco treat. Right, a roly, the flavor can't be beat. One pan, no boiling, cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Right, a roly, the San Francisco treat. Rice aroni, the delicious break from potatoes. Now in six fabulous flavors. One pan, no boiling, cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Rice aroni, the San Francisco treat. Time for go to bed. Bring you your rice aroni with all the finest ingredients. And pure sugar. All the canned tuna you ever wanted or dreamed about. You know what this sound is? That oh. is the sound of me shaking a bag of Hilson brand superior deluxe mix that was meant for my mom's boyfriend, but could expire by the t- time we get it to him because we canceled um, with them. They could go rancid. Oh. Go rancid. Oh, kiddo drop. Kiddo drop. All right. I'm Discovers a way to crash Ozma's dinner party. Yay! <laughs> oh, has the light. Discri- has disguises the light. a chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Cute. All right. So let me open that original and uh, I will set the color in here uh, momentarily when we start the uh the story because we're on chapters um let me check here uh is kiddo electrical i assumed he was a sea monster but well maybe he's an electrical sea monster that's adorable i don't think we should be questioning the science of kiddo who <laughs> does what he wants hell yeah he does so uh all right um i'll save this as Kiddo bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so let me go and save that on to my desktop so I can find it quickly. All right. And uh, thank you. That's uh, gorgeous as always, uh, Foxfire. Thank you. And um, 
yeah so let me the creativity uh, is amazing it really is it's it really is. i don't gush enough about it knows no, no bounds it knows so, no bounds and it's so amazing so it looks like we're on the penultimate chapters of the road to oz right now with uh chapters 21 and 22 so uh the final two chapters we will talk we will play next week and then we'll figure out what Oz book we're doing next. And that's the sound of me cutting open the Hilson's nuts and taking out one of these delectable <laughs> cashews. Oh my god, it's so good. Sound oh of my eating god. someone else's Christmas present. That's right. Thank God he's not listening. Instant mouth-watering goodness when you grab one of these cashews. Oh my lord. They're pretty good. Couple pecans. Oh my god. Mmm. So good. I'm going to try not to eat this whole bag. We have other nut companies in town, but we don't like them as much. No. Nope. King's don't like nuts. them as much. King's nuts are terrible. They like sell them rancid. Yeah. Like, ah, it doesn't yeah, matter. they're not good. You like stale nuts? No? Too bad. That's all we have. Yeah, disgusting. So, King's nuts <laughs> and what's the other one in in our area? Um. Oh, geez, I can't remember. Anyway, well, we got to get to these stories, so let's go ahead and, without further ado, get to Chapter Twenty One of The Road to Oz. Ready? Ready to go. All right. Chapter Twenty One of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty One. Dorothy receives the guests. Next morning, Dorothy's breakfast was served in her own pretty sitting room, and she sent to invite Polly and the shaggy man to join her and Button Bright at the meal. They came gladly, and Toto also had breakfast with him, so that the little party that had traveled together to Oz was once more reunited. No sooner had they finished eating than they heard the distant blast of many trumpets and the sound of a brass band playing martial music. So they all went out upon the balcony. This was at the front of the palace and overlooked the streets of the city, being higher than the wall that shut in the palace grounds. They saw approaching down the street a band of musicians playing as hard and loud as they could, while the people of the Emerald City crowded the sidewalks and cheered so lustily that they almost drowned the noise of the drums and horns. Dorothy looked to see what they were cheering at, and discovered that behind the band was the famous Scarecrow, riding proudly upon the back of a wooden sawhorse, which pranced along the street almost as gracefully as if it had been made of flesh. Its hoofs, or rather the ends of its wooden legs, were shod with plates of solid gold, and the saddle strapped to the wooden body was richly embroidered and glistened with jewels. As he reached the palace, the scarecrow looked up and saw Dorothy, and at once waved his peaked hat at her in greeting. He rode up to the front door and dismounted, and the band stopped playing and went away, and the crowds of people returned to their dwellings. By the time Dorothy and her friends had re-entered her room, the Scarecrow was there, and he gave the girl a hearty embrace and shook the hands of the others with his own squashy hands, which were white gloves filled with straw. 
The shaggy man, Button Bright and Polychrome, stared hard at this celebrated person, who was acknowledged to be the most popular and most beloved man in all the land of Oz. "'Why, your face has been newly painted!' exclaimed Dorothy, when the first greetings were over. "'I had it touched up a bit by the munchkin farmer who first made me,' answered the scarecrow pleasantly. "'My complexion had become a bit gray and faded, you know, and the paint had peeled off one end of my mouth, so I couldn't talk quite straight. Now I feel like myself again, and I may say, without immodesty, that my body is stuffed with the loveliest oat straw in all Oz.' He pushed against his chest. Hear me, Crunkle? he asked. Yes, said Dorothy. You sound fine. Button Bright was wonderfully attracted by the straw man, and so was Polly. The shaggy man treated him with great respect, because he was so queerly made. Jellia Jam now came to say that Ozma wanted Princess Dorothy to receive the invited guests in the throne room as they arrived. The ruler was herself busy ordering the preparations for the morrow's festivities, so she wished her friend to act in her place. Dorothy willingly agreed, being the only other princess in the Emerald City, so she went to the great throne room and sat in Ozma's seat, placing Polly on one side of her and Button Bright on the other. The scarecrow stood at the left of the throne and the tin woodman at the right, while the wonderful wizard and the shaggy man stood behind. The cowardly lion and the hungry tiger came in, with bright new bows of ribbon on their collars and tails. After greeting Dorothy affectionately, the huge beasts lay down at the foot of the throne. While they waited, the scarecrow, who was near the little boy, asked, "'Why are you called Button Bright?' "'Don't know,' was the answer. "'Oh, yes, you do, dear,' said Dorothy. "'Tell the scarecrow how you got your name.' Papa always said I was bright as a button, so Mama always called me Button Bright, announced the boy. Where is your Mama? asked the Scarecrow. Don't know, said Button Bright. Where is your home? asked the Scarecrow. Don't know, said Button Bright. Don't you want to find your Mama again? asked the Scarecrow. Don't know, said Button Bright calmly. The Scarecrow looked thoughtful. Your Papa may have been right, he observed. But there are many kinds of buttons, you see. There are silver and gold buttons, which are highly polished and glitter brightly. There are pearl and rubber buttons, and other kinds with surfaces more or less bright. But there is still another sort of button, which is covered with dull cloth. And that must be the sort your papa meant when he said you were bright as a button, don't you think so? Don't know, said Button Bright. Jack Pumpkinhead arrived, wearing a pair of new white kid gloves, and he brought a birthday present for Ozma, consisting of a necklace of pumpkin seeds. In each seed was set a sparkling carolite, which is considered the rarest and most beautiful gem that exists. The necklace was in a plush case, and Jellia Jam put it on the table with the Princess Ozma's other presents. Next came a tall, beautiful woman, clothed in a splendid trailing gown, trimmed with exquisite lace as fine as cobweb. This was the important sorceress, known as Glinda the Good, who had been of great assistance to both Ozma and Dorothy. There was no humbug about her magic, you may be sure, and Glinda was as kind as she was powerful. 
She greeted Dorothy most lovingly and kissed Button Bright and Polly and smiled upon the shaggy man, after which Jellia Jam led the sorceress to one of the most magnificent rooms of the royal palace and appointed fifty servants to wait upon her. The next arrival was Mr. H. M. Wogglebug T.E., the H.M. meaning highly magnified and the T.E. meaning thoroughly educated. The Wogglebug was head professor at the Royal College of Oz, and he had composed a fine ode in honor of Ozma's birthday. This he wanted to read to them, but the Scarecrow wouldn't let him. Soon they heard a clucking sound and a chorus of cheep, cheep, and a servant threw open the door to allow Belina and her ten fluffy chicks to enter the throne room. As the yellow hen marched proudly at the head of her family, Dorothy cried, Oh, you lovely things, and ran down from her seat to pet the little downy balls. Belina wore a pearl necklace, and around the neck of each chicken was a tiny gold chain holding a locket with the letter D engraved upon the outside. Open the lockets, Dorothy, said Belina. The girl obeyed and found a picture of herself in each locket. They were named after you, my dear, continued the yellow hen. So I wanted all my chickens to wear your picture. Clock, clock, come here, Dorothy, this minute, she cried, for the chickens were scattered and wandering all around the big room. They obeyed the call at once and came running as fast as they could, fluttering their fluffy wings in a laughable way. It was lucky that Belina gathered the little ones under her soft breast just then, for Tick-Tock came in and tramped up to the throne on his flat copper feet. "'I am all wound up and working finely,' said the clockwork man to Dorothy. "'I can hear him tick,' declared Button Bright. "'You are quite the polished gentleman,' said the tin woodman. "'Stand up here beside the shaggy man, Tick-Tock, and help receive the company.' Dorothy placed soft cushions in a corner for Billina and her chicks, and had just returned to the throne and seated herself, when the playing of the royal band outside the palace announced the approach of distinguished guests. And my, how they did stare when the high chamberlain threw open the doors and the visitors entered the throne room. First walked a gingerbread man, neatly formed and baked to a lovely brown tint. He wore a silk hat and carried a candy cane prettily striped with red and yellow. His shirt front and cuffs were white frosting, and the buttons on his coat were licorice drops. Behind the gingerbread man came a child with flaxen hair and merry blue eyes, dressed in white pajamas with sandals on the soles of its pretty bare feet. The child looked around, smiling, and thrust its hands into the pockets of the pajamas. Close after it came a big rubber bear, walking erect on its hind feet. The bear had twinkling black eyes, and its body looked as if it had been pumped full of air. Following these curious visitors were two tall, thin men and two short, fat men, all four dressed in gorgeous uniforms. Ozma's high chamberlain now hurried forward to announce the names of the new arrivals, calling out in a loud voice, his gracious and most edible majesty, King Doe I, ruler of the two kingdoms of Highland and Lowland, also the head of Bullywog of his majesty, known as Chick 
the cherub, and their faithful friend, Para Bruin, the rubber bear. These great personages bowed low as their names were called, and Dorothy hastened to introduce them to the assembled company. They were the first foreign arrivals, and the friends of Princess Ozma were polite to them and tried to make them feel that they were welcome. Chick the Cherub shook hands with everyone, including Belina, and was so joyous and frank and full of good spirits that John Doe's head bullywog at once became a prime favorite. "'Is it a boy or a girl?' whispered Dorothy. "'Don't know,' said Button Bright. "'Goodness me, what a queer lot of people you are!' exclaimed the rubber bear, looking at the assembled company. "'So are you,' said Button Bright gravely. "'Is King Doe good to eat?' "'He's too good to eat,' laughed Chick the cherub. "'I hope none of you are fond of gingerbread,' said the king rather anxiously. "'We would never think of eating our visitors if we were,' declared the scarecrow. "'So please do not worry, for you will be perfectly safe while you remain in Oz.' "'Why do they call you Chick?' the yellow hen asked the child. "'Because I'm an incubator baby and never had any parents,' replied the head bullywag. "'My chicks have a parent, and I'm it.' said Belina. I'm glad of that, answered the cherub, because they'll have more fun worrying you than if they were brought up in an incubator. The incubator never worries, you know. King John Doe had brought for Ozma's birthday present a lovely gingerbread crown, with rows of small pearls around it, and a fine big pearl in each of its five points. After this had been received by Dorothy with proper thanks, and placed on the table with the other presents, the visitors from Highland and Lowland were escorted to their rooms by the High Chamberlain. They had no sooner departed than the band before the palace began to play again, announcing more arrivals, and as these were doubtless from foreign parts, the High Chamberlain hurried back to receive them in his most official manner. End of Chapter 21 I came up fast. King Doe. King Doe. So yeah, I think Trojan Rabbit's a little confused as to what's going on. And I just started to tell him, and then I thought, you know, I could just tell him. Maybe he's listening. He says, I really need to catch up on this, because I have no idea what the frell is going on. <laughs> just order yourself some Kingston's Nuts. <laughs> or Hilson Hilson's nuts. Hilson's nuts. Hilson'snuts.com. I'm glad I'm done coloring because now I can eat more nuts. Well, there you go. There's a priority for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well, <laughs> Trojan Rabbit, we're stuck in the middle of a um a snowstorm and we're trying to have the most fun we can. And uh that includes uh, <clears throat> playing the story version, the LibriVox recording of the Road to Oz. It's the Road to Oz, right? Not the land. Yeah, it's the Road to Oz. The Road to Oz. We're towards the end. Um, there is a 10-book series. 10-book, 12-book, um, that Frank L. Baum, the writer of Wizard of Oz, wrote after he finished The Wizard of Oz. 
he went on and wrote tons more books. They just never made movies about him, and so you never heard of him. But as a child, I read them all. And so did Foxfire. She read them all, too. So she sends us pictures. Uh, she black sends us a black and white picture of the characters, plus our podcast mascot, whose name is Kiddo. And she reads ahead on the book, so she knows what uh, topic you know the, the will be appropriate for the picture for the show art, too. Yeah, yeah. So she makes an appropriate picture, and then Ken colors it in and makes it our show art picture, which is exciting. And, uh, yeah, um, we just have fun with that. And then as we listen to the story, we post different GIFs in the um, Discord chat room. The Discord chat room for the text channel is Radio for Humans. So if you go on Discord, download it, and then you find the text channel, Radio for Humans. He knows how to do that. He knows how. He doesn't. But I did give out the information today to a podcast, uh, last couple days ago, um, to a podcast lover. So I need to go through this all again. But yeah, so we just are having fun. Oh my God, these nuts are good. And Ken's eating nuts. And... I was so Posting craving pictures these. pictures of Ginger Dead Man. Yeah. Ginger Dead Man is really seriously disturbing. <laughs> I love that. The massage one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's disturbing. <laughs> I don't even sorry. know if that's from one of the movies or not. I've never seen him, but whatever. Yeah. We oh, have not seen yeah. it. Well, I mean... <laughs> Nuts. That's funny. And Trojan Rabbit has hazelnut coffee. Yay. Mm. Yeah. I got to stop eating these suckers. Yeah. You're going to You must need protein. Got to give myself diverticulitis. <laughs> Isn't that that condition people get when they eat too much of when they eat bulk foods like a horse yeah yeah you're gonna too many oats i too don't much know. popcorn yeah just anyway if you eat all your nuts now you won't have them tomorrow when we're snowed in and we'll be snowed in tomorrow probably oh my god so. they're so good i made some really <laughs> good i made some uh, without uh, we don't have a lot of time but i made some really good um uh, I'm trying to do low salt uh, cooking for Sue's because you know she's supposed to cut sodium out of her diet, and I'm sure it's not bad for me either. So I real I I went I I tried really hard to make low sodium chicken corn chowder today, and what I did was uh, I used I had so good I had uh, I I cut the skin off of like five chicken legs. And I boiled them in a pot of water with three packs of sodium-free herb ox uh, broth mix and a whole bunch of great seasonings. Mm -hmm. um, some really good smoked paprika and stuff like that. And um, then once the chicken was done, I took it out, I pulled it off the bone, um, and I set it aside. And then I, in a food processor, I took like four carrots that I peeled because I didn't want bitterness from the skin. 
I, um, but uh, raw carrots I'll eat with the skin on. I don't care. But when you cook it, sometimes the skin goes bitter. Uh, so I pulverize that with in, with a big fistful of celery and a nice fat slice of onion in the food processor until it was all ground up real good. And threw that in the stock and let that get cooking. And then I put in two cans of corn that I rinsed. That's the only salt that went into it was the salt that was in the canned corn, but I rinsed them. Um, and uh, then uh, Susan chopped up potatoes for me threw those in and then I put the chicken back in towards the end when the potatoes were almost cooked and wow flavor bomb that uh, grinding up the the, the car- pulverizing this carrots the celery and the onion it's like you get some of that with every bite so it's just like coating your tongue with all that fragrant goodness and it really didn't need salt it was uh, and it tasted almost buttery because of the corn and and now those aromatics were all ground up. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, it's really good. I'm finding that, um, you know, this, this little experiment, besides the doctors are telling me I need to do it, you know, um, but it's making me realize how coated all our food is with salt and sugar. And it's like, once you kind of shake, and I have addiction to salt and sugar too. Everybody does if they like food, you know, and if I kind of shake that off, it's kind of interesting how things taste when they don't have too much salt or sugar on them. All right, I'm going back I, in for some more nuts. Going in for some salted nuts. Yeah. These cashews, <laughs> these cashews again, are just the best thing on the planet. He's a big so, fan. Cashews, yeah. but cashews aren't nuts. I think they're fruits. I don't something care. else. They're legumes. You don't care. You love them. They're fancy. Just feed them all to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I even like the Brazil nuts in here, and typically I don't like Brazil nuts. I love Brazil so, nuts. And but, I love uh, uh, mm-hmm. hazelnuts, too. You mean filberts? <laughs> filberts. Filberts. It's more than just uh, something you put chocolate over. It's also a nut. Yeah. So, anyway, we should probably um, uh, get to the next chapter because we have a fairy tale and we might not... I don't know if we're going to have time for both things. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, here's Road to Oz, Chapter 22. Chapter 22 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 22, Important Arrivals. First entered a band of rills from the happy valley, all merry little sprites like fairy elves. A dozen crooked canooks followed from the great forest of Bursey. They had long whiskers and pointed caps and curling toes, yet were no taller than Button Bright's shoulder. With this group came a man so easy to recognize and so important and dearly beloved throughout the known world that all present rose to their feet and bowed their heads in respectful homage, even before the High Chamberlain knelt to announce his name. The most mighty and loyal friend of children, His Supreme Highness Santa Claus, said the Chamberlain in an awed voice. "'Well, well, well, glad to see you, glad to meet you all,' cried Santa Claus briskly as he trotted up the long room. 
He was round as an apple, with a fresh rosy face, laughing eyes, and a bushy beard as white as snow. A red cloak trimmed with beautiful ermine hung from his shoulders, and upon his back was a basket filled with pretty presents for the Princess Ozma. "'Hello, Dorothy. Still having adventures?' he asked in his jolly way, as he took the girl's hand in both his own. "'How did you know my name, Santa?' she replied, feeling more shy in the presence of this immortal saint than she ever had before in her young life. "'Why don't I see you every Christmas Eve when you're asleep?' he rejoined, pinching her blushing cheek. "'Oh, do you?' "'And here's Button Bright, I declare!' cried Santa Claus, holding up the boy to kiss him. "'What a long way from home you are, dear me!' "'Do you know Button Bright, too?' questioned Dorothy eagerly. "'Indeed I do. I visited his home several Christmas Eves.' "'And do you know his father?' asked the girl. "'Certainly, my dear. Who else do you suppose brings him his Christmas neckties and stockings?' with a sly wink at the wizard. "'Then where does he live? We're just crazy to know, cause Button Bright's lost,' she said. Santa laughed and laid his finger aside of his nose, as if thinking what to reply. He leaned over and whispered something in the wizard's ear, at which the wizard smiled and nodded as if he understood. Now Santa Claus spied Polychrome and trotted over to where she stood. "'Seems to me the Rainbow's daughter is farther from home than any of you,' he observed, looking at the pretty maiden admiringly. "'I'll have to tell your father where you are, Polly, and send him to get you.' "'Please do, dear Santa Claus,' implored the little maid beseechingly. "'But just now we must all have a jolly good time at Ozma's party,' said the old gentleman, turning to put his presents on the table with the others already there. "'It isn't often I find time to leave my castle, as you know. But Ozma invited me, and I just couldn't help coming to celebrate the happy occasion.' "'I'm so glad!' exclaimed Dorothy. "'These are my rills,' pointing to the little sprites squatting around him. "'Their business is to paint the colors of the flowers when they bud and bloom. But I brought the merry fellows along to see Oz, and they've left their paint pots behind them. Also I brought these crooked Canucks, whom I love. My dears, the Canucks are much nicer than they look.' for their duty is to water and care for the young trees of the forest. And they do their work faithfully and well. It's hard work, though, and it makes my Canucks crooked and gnarled, like the trees themselves. But their hearts are big and kind, as are the hearts of all who do good in our beautiful world. I've read of the rills and Canucks, said Dorothy, looking upon these little workers with interest. Santa Claus turned to talk with the Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman, and he also said a kind word to the Shaggy Man, and afterward went away to ride the sawhorse around the Emerald City. For, said he, I must see all the grand sights while I am here and have the chance, and Ozma has promised to let me ride the sawhorse because I'm getting fat and short of breath. Where are your reindeer? asked Polychrome. I left them at home, for it is too warm for them in this sunny country, he answered. They're used to winter weather when they travel. In a flash he was gone, and the rills and canucks with him, 
but they could all hear the golden hoofs of the sawhorse ringing on the marble pavement outside as he pranced away with his noble rider. Presently the band played again, and the high chamberlain announced, Her Gracious Majesty, the Queen of Maryland. They looked earnestly to discover whom this queen might be, and saw advancing up the room an exquisite wax doll dressed in dainty fluffs and ruffles and spangled gown. She was almost as big as Button Bright, and her cheeks and mouth and eyebrow were prettily painted in delicate colors. Her blue eyes stared a bit, being of glass, yet the expression upon Her Majesty's face was quite pleasant and decidedly winning. With the Queen of Maryland were four wooden soldiers, two stalking ahead of her with much dignity, and two following behind, like a royal bodyguard. The soldiers were painted in bright colors and carried wooden guns, and after them came a fat little man who attracted attention at once, although he seemed modest and retiring, for he was made of candy and carried a tin sugar sifter filled with powdered sugar, with which he dusted himself frequently, so that he wouldn't stick to things if he touched them. The High Chamberlain had called him the Candy Man of Maryland, and Dorothy saw that one of his thumbs looked as if it had been bitten off by someone who was fond of candy and couldn't resist the temptation. The wax doll queen spoke prettily to Dorothy and the others, and sent her loving greetings to Ozma before she retired to the rooms prepared for her. She had brought a birthday present wrapped in tissue paper and tied with pink and blue ribbons, and one of the wooden soldiers placed it on the table with the other gifts. But the candy man did not go to his room, because he said he preferred to stay and talk with the scarecrow and Tick-Tock and the wizard and tin woodman, whom he declared the queerest people he had ever seen. Button Bright was glad the candy man stayed in the throne room, because the boy thought this guest smelled deliciously of wintergreen and maple sugar. The braided man now entered the room having been fortunate enough to receive an invitation to the Princess Ozma's party. He was from a cave halfway between the Invisible Valley and the country of the Gargoyles, and his hair and whiskers were so long that he was obliged to plait them into many braids that hung to his feet, and every braid was tied with a bow of colored ribbon. "'I've brought Princess Ozma a box of flutters for her birthday,' said the braided man earnestly, and I hope she will like them, for they are the finest quality I have ever made. I'm sure she will be greatly pleased, said Dorothy, who remembered the braided man well, and the wizard introduced the guest to the rest of the company, and made him sit down in a chair and keep quiet, for, if allowed, he would talk continually about his flutters. The band then played a welcome to another set of guests, and into the throne room swept the handsome and stately Queen of Ev. Beside her was young King Evardo, and following them came the entire royal family of five princesses and four princes of Ev. The kingdom of Ev lay just across the deadly desert to the north of Oz, 
and once Ozma and her people had rescued the Queen of Ev and her ten children from the Gnome King, who had enslaved them. Dorothy had been present on this adventure, so she greeted the royal family cordially, and all the visitors were delighted to meet the little Kansas girl again. They knew Tick-Tock and Bellina, too, and the Scarecrow and Tin Woodman, as well as the Lion and Tiger, so there was a joyful reunion, as you may imagine, and it was fully an hour before the Queen and her train retired to their rooms. Perhaps they would not have gone then, had not the band begun to play to announce new arrivals, but before they left the great throne room, King Evardo added to Ozma's birthday presents a diadem of diamonds set in radium. The next comer proved to be King Renard of Foxville, or King Dox, as he preferred to be called. He was magnificently dressed in a new feather costume and wore white kid mittens over his paws and a flower in his buttonhole and had his hair parted in the middle. King Dox thanked Dorothy fervently for getting him the invitation to come to Oz, which he all his life had longed to visit. He strutted around rather absurdly as he was introduced to the, all the famous people assembled in the throne room, and when he learned that Dorothy was a princess of Oz, the Fox King insisted on kneeling at her feet and afterward retired backward, a dangerous thing to do, as he might have stubbed his paw and tumbled over. No sooner was he gone than the blasts of bugles and clatter of drums and cymbals announced important visitors, and the High Chamberlain assumed his most dignified tone as he threw open the door and said proudly, Her Supreme and Resplendent Majesty, Queen Zix of Ix, His Serene and Tremendous Majesty, King Bud of Noland, Her Royal Highness, the Princess Fluff. That three such high and mighty royal personages should arrive at once was enough to make Dorothy and her companions grow solemn and assume their best company manners. But when the exquisite beauty of Queen Zix met their eyes, they thought they had never beheld anything so charming. Dorothy decided that Zix must be about sixteen years old, but the wizard whispered to her that this wonderful queen had lived thousands of years, but knew the secret of remaining always fresh and beautiful. King Bud of Noland and his dainty fair-haired sister, the Princess Fluff, were friends of Zix as their kingdoms were adjoining, so they had traveled together from their far-off domains to do honor to Ozma of Oz on the occasion of her birthday. They brought many splendid gifts, so the table was now fairly loaded down with presents. Dorothy and Polly loved the Princess Fluff the moment they saw her, and little King Bud was so frank and boyish that Button Bright accepted him as a chum at once and did not want him to go away. But it was afternoon now, and the royal guests must prepare their toilets for the grand banquet at which they were to assemble that evening to meet the reigning princess of this fairyland. So Queen Zix was shown to her room by a troop of maidens led by Jellia Jam, and Bud and Fluff presently withdrew to their own apartments. "'My, what a big party Ozma is going to have!' 
exclaimed Dorothy. I guess the palace will be chock full, Button Bright, don't you think so? Don't know, said the boy. But we must go to our rooms pretty soon to dress for the banquet, continued the girl. I don't have to dress, said the candy man from Maryland. All I need to do is dust myself with fresh sugar. Tick-Tock always wears the same suits of clothes, said the tin woodman, and so does our friend the scarecrow. My feathers are good enough for any occasion, cried Bellina from her corner. Then I shall leave you four to welcome any new guests that come, said Dorothy, for Button Bright and I must look our very best at Ozma's banquet. Who is still to come? asked the scarecrow. Well, there's King Kickabray of Dunkington, and Johnny Dewitt, and the Good Witch of the North, but Johnny Dewitt may not get here until late. He's so very busy. We will receive them and give them a proper welcome, promised the Scarecrow. So run along, little Dorothy, and get yourself dressed. End of chapter 22 All right, the return of Johnny Dewitt. Yeah, this Johnny do it. There, you know, even if you're a latecomer to this story, let me tell you, I, I, all you have to know is that this is Frank L. Baum's book of introducing every freaking character he's ever created, just getting together for a big party, and yeah. and also co-opting Santa Claus. Um, sure. You know, <laughs> Santa Claus is a fairy creature. He lives with elves. He's a fairy creature. So far, he's the only only uh, uh, creation in the book that was not created by L. Frank Baum, though. Yeah. Well, so. the thing is, there is a story. He he does have a story about Santa Claus that Rankin and Bass wrote a large story about about the the Santa Claus. He wrote a book about Santa uh -huh. Claus and origins in fairyland but and which is one of my favorites which is one of my favorites because it's Rankin bass but it's also frank l Baum. so that's like a marriage of two things that are just i'm into so l frank Baum. yeah l frank Baum. i yeah. say it wrong but yeah um, so this um i do have the who's who book yeah who's who and oz and it just has the characters, and and they have characters, I think, than um, than the DC universe. That's a lot of characters. Maybe, there, I think. Maybe, there's no way. They, there's no way. There's more characters in the DC universe. Maybe I should count them all. Um, I think you could probably do a Google search to see how many exact characters there are. I think there probably exists a tally. Maybe, maybe. So, um, I don't think we're gonna have time for the Blue Fairy uh, book story tonight uh, because uh, it's like eighteen minutes long, and we've only got thirteen yeah. to go. So we can just uh, finish up with some random thoughts. It's nice to see Bobber popping, uh, popping in, and I hope he's uh, yeah. feeling a lot better very soon. So, yeah. Um, he also has seen a doctor kind of recently. Not to you know give too much information. But yeah. Good job seeing that doctor and doing what you had to do. Good job. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with doctors. And, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I'm so sorry. I don't do social media anymore. So you know, I I had no mm -hmm. idea what was going on until he popped in, and and I appreciate him coming by and and telling us. 
So yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, and also uh, for everybody, the podcast from last week, I still got to get that done too. I apologize. I've been really bad with time management. It took me forever to get the the last. Uh, uh, it came from Cleveland done. I'm not going to do that again, but I uh, I should have both of the podcasts uh, from last week and this week done tonight, no problem. But uh, I will have to get cracking as soon as the show's over tonight on my listings for tonight. So, um, And then get a good night's sleep to probably get the snowblower out tomorrow because it's just freaking ridiculous. I mean... I don't know. Uh, uh, what What about you, Bobber? You got uh, we haven't heard from you about snow. I know Paul's probably up to his his um, eyeballs in it because he was hunkering down well before we were, and he said uh, earlier that he was able to work from home today. So I'm assuming it's that bad that you know they're keeping everybody off the roads. So, uh, but yeah, it's just bonkers. I mean, my, you know, the, the, I go outside like, you know, a few times in it, you know, in, during the day and everything. And like I said, my, my footprints are gone in under an hour. I, I shoveled the steps like four times today on the back. It's stupid. <laughs> it's so, stupid. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, but of course it's, uh, Oh, okay. Drizzling all day in DC. Well, okay. Good for you that you don't have you don't have uh, another snow apocalypse compounding your problems right now. So yeah, because we're just kind of like in a position where the mail was delivered today, but since so much snow has come down, the snow trucks—they're even saying we can't make it perfect, so we're just going to make it passable until you stay off the roads. And we're like, okay, mm -hmm. and um. You know, the, everybody's kind of like, stay out. Don't go outside if you don't have to. So yeah. We're in a strange position. Yeah. And, uh, oh, okay. Paul says, no, no, it's not bad. There was no work uh, for me uh, due to COVID. So uh, we just stay home if there's uh, no testing. Um, yeah. He says it's not supposed to be hit until tomorrow and it'll be rain. Okay. All right. I thought I heard. I thought you were going to get hit by something a few days back, but I think I misunderstood. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's a uh, this is this is freaky. But you know, it's Ohio, and you know, we we got spared a lot. We had one big snow, but you know, it just it's just such a drag getting it in February because you want you want to look forward to the spring. It's like if you get it in November, December, January, it's like, yeah, whatever. But when you're kind of gearing up and you're starting to think about doing spring cleaning and stuff and then this happens, it's like nobody wants to get their freaking snowblower out. And again, if I would have gotten the snowblower out today, all my work would have been undone within like um, two, two weeks or two, not two weeks, two hours. Um, I was reading Trojan Rabbits too. He says, no, our blizzard was last week. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, but yeah, Bobber, you're right. It says, it seems common sense to not drive if you don't have to, but certain people have a rather high opinion of their importance. This is true. This, this is, is very true. true. 
And, you know, uh, you know, and, and damn the employers who will make their people go out and won't just shut down, you know, uh, for if it's non-essential uh, to operate, you know, um, I, I, I don't know. It's just crazy. I mean, I think they should just, you know, just have a snow day for everybody, <laughs> you know, just just stay home, let the plows do their job. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I know things, certain things, the worst it's going to get, I I don't think it, I don't think it'll get much heavier snow than this, but you know, you never know. We've had big snowstorms April 1st, but. Well, yeah, we, we've had big snow in March, uh, you know, years and years back. Um, that's the shit that I worry about though, because then you have like the rapid thaws, yeah, this is gonna. I mean, we're gonna be in like the teens and single digits here for several days. There's no real warm up in sight, um, you know, for the next week at least. I think so. Yeah, and and at the end of the season, it's like by April, a lot of times people would run out of salt. Yeah, and it's like okay, well, there's no salt now, so you know we got to do this by hand. Hmm. And that's scary too. So yeah, so we're we're looking at uh, our warmest day coming up is Sunday at about thirty six degrees, and then next Wednesday at thirty nine. But it's gonna be yeah um, twenty one uh, high twenty one tomorrow low of eleven. Saturday twenty one low of fifteen. It's going to be a low of 19 overnight. It's 26, 23 degrees right now. So, so yeah, it'll, it'll be above freezing next Wednesday and Thursday, but with lows of 29 and 23. So yeah, big, big fun. So, uh, yeah, it's almost the 44th anniversary of the blizzard of 78. True, true. I remember that from when I was a little kid. That was you know uh, what Trojan freaky. Rabbit. I just went through a whole bunch of pictures that my brother had, that my father took, and uh, we were standing on top of a hill of ice in front of our front yard. The, and that was the blizzard of '78. It was um, it was like what ten feet tall. It was just so funny because they came down the street and they threw it all in our front yard right on top of our mailbox. Well, yeah, you guys were kind of at the end of the uh, hill there. Um, yeah, yeah. So in on the on the turn. But so. yeah, we were. I remember that blizzard. I was yeah. Well, I, I was young. I'm not going to give you my age. What am I saying? I was ready to give you guys all my age. She was 20. No, that would make me way older than I am. What are you doing to me, man? What are you doing? Uh, let me see. Um, I was a baby. I was I was not a baby, but I was a young ad- child. Yeah, I'm I'm looking to see if I can find. Uh, I, I'm opening that folder to see if I can just quickly look at them and see if I can find it. Probably won't be able to. Because there's so many pictures in this full in this file. Here's the beach. <laughs> Those aren't I it. Thought, I don't know, but it's probably at the beginning of that folder. But there's a lot of 
a lot of pictures, but one was really funny because not only was there a 10 foot pile of snow in front of our house, but the house was a different color then. And there was no big oak tree that Ken's used to seeing. I don't know if it's oak or maple. I think it's maple. There's a huge maple tree that's there now. And uh, it wasn't even there then. <laughs> no, I think I found a picture of the pile of snow, but I don't see you guys standing on it. Really? That's yeah, maybe there's another one. Oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. But we're sitting there on our in our 70s coats. And then uh, we tried to make snow forts out of it, but it was really compact snow. So. Yeah, I'm gonna see. Uh, that didn't seem to work. Let me let me try that again. Uh, where is that picture? I literally just had it open. Just had it. There it is. Let me see if I can. Oh, there we go. There's a picture of you and your brother. There we are. <laughs> and then here's the actual mountain of snow before you were standing on it. That. Ter that that property looks so different. There's so many more trees around it now and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's yeah. funny because it was a lake. It was a lake that they used to ice skate on, and then they bulldozed the lake and they built a house on it and took out it. So it, it didn't have any. Yeah. So oh, Trojan Rabbit Kitty. But yeah, that very was cute. A, a house we grew up in. And it was in 70s Peach, and it was 1978, I believe. And as you can see, I am a cute little tiny child in a fur 70s coat. That thing had fake fur all over it, and it was hysterical. I'm just trying to find another picture of you that is uh, a cleaner shot of you. So people can see what you look like when you were a kid. Oh, here's a perfect one. Uh-oh. Oh, it's great. It's uh -oh. a good one. And it's on it's on theme with uh oh, kitty cat. Cats. Is that Betsy? Cats. cats. Yeah, that's Betsy, my cat. Look at those blue eyes. Yeah. So um yeah, so anyway, um there we go. Walk down memory lane. We were able to kill a little bit of time here. Since we can't, <laughs> don't have time for the fairy tale, but we have it for next week. But it's uh, two minutes. yeah, so I'm gonna start playing the outro uh, then. Yeah, uh, say your goodbyes. That's, that's what we do in on this program. Uh, find the right thing to play. There it is. Okay. Yeah. So tomorrow night on it came from Cleveland. Um. Joe's going to be doing some recommendations about recent shows that he's watched. Uh, I am going to be talking about a long-lost television show that there is very, very little information about from 1991 and 1992 called Scene of the Crime. And um, it was a Stephen J. Cannell show. It was a really cool show, and I just figured out uh, the name of it. It had been haunting me forever what the name of the show was, and I couldn't figure it out. But uh, it, I don't want to spoil it because there's so little information for me to share about it. It'll be like I'm giving it all away today, like tonight and not tomorrow. And I'll be doing some other um, recommendations based on some birthdays and stuff like that. 
Uh, Michelle hasn't been feeling too good, so I'll put together the trailer breaks for tomorrow. Miles has a story uh, about the inspiration for the movie Hunt for Red October. And uh, Michelle is going to be talking about George A. Romero. Of course, mm-hmm. Night of the Living mm-hmm. Dead, Dawn of the Dead, yeah. all that good stuff. So, anyway, um, that's all I got. Suze, what do you have? Um, like I said, uh, it, it's helped me. I enjoy talking about old, old snowstorms in the past. This has happened before. It'll happen again. It's happening now. But yeah, it's okay. So yeah, I just uh, stay stay warm. Uh, stay safe. Mask up. Wear your gloves. I don't know. Yeah, that's don't about get it. Frostbite. That's my final note. So uh. All right. Uh, Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap things up. Everybody have a great night and uh, stay warm, stay dry, whatever. Stay cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Stay frosty. Snuggle down with your cats. Yeah, and order yourself some... Snuggly cats. Order yourself some Hilson's Nuts from... (laughs) You can. You can Cleveland, Ohio. All right. Yeah. Good night. We'll see you next week. See you tomorrow on It Came From Cleveland.